0: out there, how are we doing today? Hopefully you're having a fantastic day. Master Grogan coming at you again with another exciting kicking Life podcast. As always, folks, thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy day to be with us today. I, I, I value your time. I get it. Time is the most sacred commodity on the planet, and the fact that you're taking time out of your busy day to be with me today, man, that makes me feel good, and that also motivates and inspires me to Put forth my absolute very, very best. And that's something I'll promise you each and every time. I'm going to give you everything I've got. I'm going to be transparent because why? I'll let you know I'm a human being too. I've made all the mistakes and then some, but I'm going to share those mistakes, share those errors, but then also share what I've done to make things a little bit better. Also, I'm going to continue bringing on the best guest I can in order to get a different perspective, but yet, pretty much the same message. So, as a reminder, if you've not checked out previous podcasts, please do so. Two podcasts ago, we had uh, Master Frank Silverman from Century Martial Arts, fantastic, talked about the Super Show, but also talked about what he's doing in his community to make things a little bit better, you know, happier, healthier, and safer life. So what do we have today? Another wonderful special guest, another martial artist, another gentleman who's doing everything he can in his community to make not only community better, but worldwide society simply because of what he's posting on his social media pages, and I'll let him share what his social media pages are so you can follow him. I follow him on Instagram and Facebook, and he's got some amazing posts. Matter of fact, I like just about every single one of them he puts out there simply because it grabs me and inspires and motivates me. And he also, it's, it's led with the heart, which is what we talk about with not only martial arts, but anything and everything we do lead with the heart. Therefore you're genuine, you're transparent and people know you truly care. You're not just doing it for the likes you're doing it because you really want to help somebody. So who am I talking about? I'm talking about a young man. I'm going to say young man named Kiyoshi Herbie Bagwell. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, sir. How are you today? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. So sir, uh, tell us, uh, tell the listeners where you're from and, and give us an update on the weather there. Oh
1: my goodness. Well, my name is Kiyoshi Herbie Bagwell, 54 years young. I like that. young man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And, uh, My karate school, my first karate school is here in Milford, Connecticut, and it's about, I would say, about 72 degrees, sunny, slightly cloudy in some areas with about a 30% chance of rain, and I'm looking forward to it, and no, I'm not a meteorologist. You
0: sure sounded like one. That was excellent. That was excellent. I was kind of seeing if you're getting actually a spring. Us in the Midwest, sometimes we just skip spring altogether. We go from winter right to summer, and we've actually got some springtime weather, too, so it's nice to know our our friends up north have got some spring kicking in as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good stuff. So, um, I, I, I you know, on Facebook and Instagram, we followed each other for quite some time, and like I mentioned in the yeah. intro, I, I truly appreciate and absolutely love the uh the positive message and put it out there you know uh my my listeners know that i'm a born again christian we talk about that a lot and even our friends that you know maybe aren't as religious and that's okay I, i just my whole goal with the spiritual side is just to realize that you are a speck in the universe the world doesn't revolve around you you're just a piece in the world and what collectively we can all do together to help each other become their absolute very very best so uh, Yoshi, know, tell the folks where they can find you right off the bat here. So as soon as they're done listening, they can go and like your Instagram page, like your Facebook page, and see those positive posts that I see every single day.
1: Absolutely. Well, first, my website is bagwellacademy.com. Very simple bagwellacademy.com. And we are located here in Milford, Connecticut, at 487 Bridgeport Avenue in Milford, Connecticut. And I'm also available on Twitter, which is HBagwell.com seven 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 on Instagram it's Tay Kempo T A E K E M P O Tay Kempo and on Facebook I have about I think seven pages now so but my main home page on Facebook is simply Herbie Bagwell H E R B I E B A G W E L L. Now my son is Herbie, H E R B I E E. So if you have to see some tall, good-looking caramel guy, that's my son. <laughs> if you see a nice, you know, special dark guy about 5'11", that's me. So you'll see a uh, complete distinction there. But all over the uh, social media, um, you can just you can Google, you can do whatever you'd like. I am a complete open book. Yes, very transparent. And definitely the Word of God governs my life every single day.
0: Wow. How'd that sound, folks? So good stuff. Check, check him out. And as he mentioned, he's he's 54 years young. And we like to just say that's well seasoned. Very well seasoned. <laughs> I like that too. Well seasoned. So um last or a couple of episodes ago, we had uh, Master Mr. Frank Silverman, part of the Century Martial Arts Super Show. And uh, we've had uh, Professor Brandon Beliso, Kiyoshi, what's Hanshi now, Dave Kovar, uh, Uh, Melly Schumann, Chip Townsend, so many wonderful, wonderful guests that are in the martial arts industry. And they pretty much all are saying the same thing from their neck of the woods, if you will, on what they're doing to make society a better place to live. And uh, I know you've got a a special event coming up. Uh, I think you said later today, by the time this airs, it would already pass, so I know it'll be a success but maybe share with the folks here some of the things you're doing like the women's self-protection workshop and then uh, the the wonderful amazing things you do with kids as a whole with the martial arts kind of the, the goal of uh, uh, when the kids come in or when the women come into the self-empowerment workshops what you're doing really mm-hmm. there to you know in a sense change their lives absolutely well first uh, first and foremost
1: uh, I want to thank you master Grover, for this opportunity of spreading the, you know the good news and Um, I wish you, you know, continued success. I don't believe in luck, so I wish you all the best in every endeavor that you do with yourself, personally, professionally, of course, with your family. What we're doing here in Milford, Connecticut, some big things. Um, The town of Milford literally has just opened their arms to me. I've I've owned this business now for nine and a half years, and um, it has been, you know, without challenges. But, of course, challenges make you strong. If everything comes to you easy, you're never going to know how strong that you are. And so, you know, with challenges comes strength. And so we've been here nine and a half years helping the community, um, helping out all the uh, elementary, middle school, and high schools here. I have students in elementary, middle, and high school. Um, And I have some students. I have about close to fifteen black belts now underneath me. And they have some have graduated from college, some have graduated from grad school, some have gone to law school, med school, and they always come back to say hello, you know, to Kiyoshi Bagwell, and it's always a tearful reunion to see this little white belt who is now, you know, 30 something years of age, married, and have their own family. Um, But the community as a whole, I also hold my own. Karate tournament, which will be October 13th of this year, called the Mid Connecticut Karate Championships, will be my sixth year, my sixth tournament. And we're looking forward to it. It's an open tournament. We get uh, competitors literally all around the world. Um, Last year, we had uh, 485 competitors and 350 um, spectators. you have people that call my tournament called a mid-major. A mid-major is something that isn't quite as big as the U.S. Open in Florida, but at the end of the day, we're getting numbers that look like we're a major tournament. So marketing, promoting, and of course, advertising is always important. Um, I also have started my own karate circuit called the Shoreline Karate Circuit SKC, and that will jump off in 2020. And I'll be mailing out close to 20 um, packets to some prospective promoters that really want to be a part of the SKC, Shoreline Karate Circuit, which is, of course, for karate weapons, forms, and fighting. Um, of course, there's, you know, financial prizes and stuff like that for the junior black belt and for black belts, And I can also um, be looked at on my website at com. What are we doing for the community? It's a lot. Over the past two years, um, I've been heavy into women empowerment groups, uh, women's self-survival or women's self-defense uh, seminars. And this year, I've done five already. And right after this uh, phone interview, I'll be doing one again um, at 1 o'clock Eastern time. So Always busy, always productive. Um, and as long as God puts the breath in my body, I'm all about being of service to other people. And what can I do to get them from point A to point B? Woo! Folks,
0: you wonder why I yeah. like the, you wonder why I like this guy. That's exactly why. Right <laughs> then and there, great, great yeah. stuff. And of course, I was taking a few notes on some of the things you'd wrote down. And first things first, thank you for taking time out of your day to be on uh, the podcast today. I, I, I truly appreciate it. I appreciate anybody that uh, it takes t- you know time, the most sacred commodity. You're giving me a piece of your life. And I'm so very grateful for that. Same thing, listeners. You're giving me a piece of your life. And I promise I'm going to give you everything I can to make it worth your while. Um, I, w- I want to bring up the luck. And I'm 100% with you on luck. I, I I believe in you create your own luck by preparing for that opportunity. So when preparation meets opportunity, that's how you create your luck. You know, you prepare. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the things you just listed, sir, are things you're preparing for that when yeah. that opportunity comes, it's there. It's sort of like uh, yeah. uh, 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 I talk a lot about the iceberg theory, and the iceberg is building all that down below the surface that nobody sees. You know, the iceberg, you, you may see the tip of it pop up, but the under the surface, that's where the structure is. That's what sank the Titanic, right? <laughs> it's that that's massive, true. big uh, commitment, all that preparation over the years. And then when it pops up, you know, everybody says, like, oh, overnight success. Well, your overnight success has taken you, I would, <laughs> you said you're 54, but it's, it's, it's taken you 20, 30, 40 years of preparation just for that tip to pop up over the surface of the, you know, for the iceberg. And now, and you're not content with that, baby, God's giving you uh, air in your lungs, you're going to keep pushing, keep moving, and keep making things better. That is so rewarding to hear. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: I mean, that's how a point works I me. Mean, it says the steps of a good man or a good person are ordered by the Lord. So if you understand that concept, if you understand where that comes from, Every opportunity you get to help someone, if you can, you help that person. And God sees it all. He knows about you bill. He knows about who hurt you. He knows about who betrayed you. He knows about who is disloyal behind your back. Family, too. They are not excluded. I could tell you some stories about that. And if you live long enough, you're going to, unfortunately, encounter all of that. But understand, if God is allowing something to happen to you, we tend to want to always do it on our own strength. We'll go to church, what have you, or synagogues, whatever people do, and they'll pray, and then they want to pick it back up and help it themselves and make it even worse. I've learned if I pray on something, I leave it alone. I leave it alone and let God, and call called just being still and know that he is God. So everything that I have, Master Brogan, is by the simple grace of God. I'm not worried about tomorrow because tomorrow's not here yet. I know that God has given me grace for today, and I am sure that he mapped out my day, and his grace is sufficient for me to go through whatever I have to go through for today. And so, since God is waking me up this morning, that right there is reason enough to know that all is well and
0: everything is going to be all right. Ooh-wee. Standing here with goosebumps, sir. And, and I'm going to let the listeners know. I, there's chairs all over here in the in the recording studio, but I always have moved the microphone <laughs> up and I stand up because man, oh man. Uh yeah, um, and, and I, you and know one thing our listeners know I had recent knee surgery and I know you've been checking up on me and I sincerely appreciate that sir so I'm trying not to dance right. around too much but uh I get the goosebumps <laughs> flowing baby I'm throwing some right crosses some hooks and no kicks today yeah. but <laughs> the producers looking at me Yeah exactly yeah. the producers look through the window here and like what is up with that guy in there <laughs> right. But it's power man yes and I, I had, uh, oh, it was uh, maybe last month, I had uh, Tom Ziegler on the show. And uh, Tom is son of the legendary Zig Ziegler. And he said exactly what you're saying, sir. He said, you know what? You've got a problem. Pray about it. But here's the thing. You've prayed about it. Let it go. It's in God's hands. Trust him. Move on. Don't pick it back up and think you've got to deal with it. So, golly, that's fantastic. You said the exact same thing. woo Good, yes, good, good. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, so, and again, you know, it's, it's everything with me is is spiritual. Um, I pray before I teach class. I pray before my first wake up the the morning, before my feet even hit the ground. I roll on my knees and give the first part of the day to him. And I challenge most of my men. I challenge my men. I challenge a lot of people, women as well, that. To pray twice a day. Pray first thing in the morning. Pray throughout the day. You know, little affirmations. You know, God didn't bring me this far to leave me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and so on and so on and so forth. And of course, when everyone is asleep in the morning, take five minutes to pray and read the Bible. When everyone goes to bed at night, you know, you find your quiet spot and you spend again three to five minutes. That's all you need. It's it's, God looks at your heart. We all make bad decisions. We've all said some negative things in traffic, waiting, you drop off your kids to school, Did you get a text that says, Mom, Dad, I forgot my gym bag in the car. Oh, I gotta go back. And we've <laughs> all been through <laughs> we've all been through some nonsense, but I found for me that if, that when I give the first moment of my morning I'm talking like 4.45 in the morning because I'm really busy. When I give my first moments of the morning to my creator, the rest of my day, I'm going to have my ups and downs. Absolutely. But I know how to handle it better. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. And because I know that, I know that, like I'm talking to you, I know that God's grace is sufficient for whatever I have to go through. He has given me the grace to go through it. So, and with that being said, my martial arts classes, I teach all my classes myself. I teach all of my aerobic classes myself, but I do hire out and just start to teach Zumba. Master Grogan, I am not teaching Zumba. <laughs> I'm not doing it. You can't make me. <laughs> I have to. I'm drawing the line
0: in Your the sand. Drawing the line in the Zumba. <laughs> That is fantastic. Absolutely. That is fantastic, uh, and then it's uh, I, uh, I taught aerobics for years as well. Uh, I was uh, we called it kickboxing aerobics, and then also taught a water aerobics, and occasional a few others. But yeah. when yeah, that was before Zumba came along. But there was something else that was I don't even remember the name of it. It was kind of pre-Zumba. This was back in the late yeah. '90s, early 2000s, and that was something yeah. I'm like, uh, you know. I'll, I'll do everything I can to you, some high-low, some step classes, water classes, but I don't know if I got it for this thing, <laughs> so I get exactly. it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny as can be. That's good. Yeah, I am not going
1: to do that one, but um, I've learned so much, you know, Master Grogan. and being in martial arts now, I'm 54. I've been in martial arts now, oh, my gosh, I'd say 46 years.
0: Ooh-wee. Oh-ha. Yeah,
1: yeah, long time. Uh My very first instructor, you might have heard of him, um, is right, well now before it was Sensei, of course, back in the early 70s, but uh, Grand Master Chuck Merriman. And he's a Goju guy. And uh, he was my very first instructor in New London, Connecticut. And right across the street from the famous Guard Theater in New London. We're talking circa 1970, 1971. And uh, he was such a huge influence. I mean, looking at him and every once in a while, Chuck Norris was coming through there. We saw so many people, uh, that that came through there. It just freaked me out. when here I am, this little white yellow belt looking at all these (laughs) stars, you know, come in there. And, And then when you see Chuck Merriman teach a class, you're looking at him like, wow, we're getting taught by the man. And, uh, I took all that discipline, you know, football, baseball, basketball, and stuff like that. But my father, he's deceased now, rest in peace, Dad. But my father always said to me, he goes, Herbie, he goes, looking at you right now, you're going to always keep one foot in the karate. I'm like, yeah, Dad, whatever. I mean, I was a football player. (laughs) I mean, my first, you know, my guys were like, you know, Terry Bradshaw back in the 70s and, you know, um, what's his name, Billy Kilmer. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can go back. You know, uh, what's his name? You know, Chuck Bednarik. All those guys. These new guys have no clue what I'm talking about right now. But <laughs> you know, but you know, I go way back. James Harris. He was a black quarterback for yep. the LA Rams back in the day. You know, and uh, all these, all these old school guys. They were my heroes. But the mistake my father did, he brought me to a drive-in movie go see enter the dragon and I (laughs) lost my mind (laughs) and it was such a wonderful opportunity to see this, this Chinese guy with these fast legs and fast hands. And I was a boxer by nature. Actually. Um, my father met, you know, the famous Bronx bomber, Joe Lewis. No way. That's fantastic. Yeah. My dad met him. So obviously you know, when I was born in 65, it was all about boxing for me. And, um, I enjoyed boxing right in new London, Connecticut, um, where I was born and raised and, uh, boxing was huge. Obviously, Ali was in his reign and Frazier and yep. George Foreman was doing the thing, you know, and, um, watching all those guys in the early seventies
0: on the UHF or VHF <laughs> black and white TV. And, yep. You know, the bunny ears bunny ears and, and the uh, aluminum foil on the antennas. <laughs> yeah, man. It was crazy. You put the little skinny wire on the wall on, on, on the on the wall,
1: near the floor. And these young kids today have no clue, oh, of, clue how great they have it. They have no clue. <laughs> that's they have so no clue. Fun. They don't know what they don't know what struggle means or they don't know what pain is. Are you kidding me? So but uh at the end of the day, um, that's when I got into martial arts and um, sensei at the time, Sensei Chuck Merriman, but Grandmaster Chuck Merriman now, he was my very first martial arts instructor. Um, Domingo Janos came a little later, Tony Mayo came later, um, and of course, um, Grandmaster Tim Raynor, um, he was one that really got me heavy into Kenpo. So currently I teach Taekwondo and Kempo, awesome. And uh, yeah, those but those instructors weigh heavily on my discipline, my motivation, um, how I raise my kids. Do not say one thing and do another. That drives me crazy. Um, I keep my circle small. I know that my kids, they keep their circle small. You know, they really do. Um, My oldest son, Herbie, he's uh, 21 June 2nd, and he's a black belt fighting champion. My daughter, Katia. She's a black belt fighting champion. In fact, she and I went to um, Ireland 2015 for the Waco games over there in Ireland. Um, if you've never been, Master Brogan it's the greenest place in the world.
0: <laughs> I will definitely Ireland have to is. check that out. It's on my uh, bucket list. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure i have got some yep. bit of Irish descent uh, on down the line there. Uh, so that's definitely a place I need to go to.
1: We had the absolute best time in the world. Um, I want to say a shout-out to Grandmaster Don Rodriguez. I love you, Grandmaster Don Rodriguez. You are – I'm getting off. Woo! Getting a little choked up. Uh,
0: Share it, baby. Yeah, give a shout-out to anybody that uh, – that has yeah. helped you become who you are because that's what we talk about, that oh, foundation, God. planting those seeds. Yeah. Uh, your dad planted that yeah. seed. He took you to see uh, Enter the yeah. Dragon. So, yeah, give a shout-out to yeah. all those folks. And uh, don't forget your your, your, your your family. Give a shout-out to them as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. Y'all, my kids know that they know, they know where daddy is. They, they know daddy loves them. But, uh, but Grandmaster Don Rodriguez gave my daughter Katia, whoo, <clears throat> gave her opportunity to fight, you know, abroad, internationally. And here it is, 2019, and I'm still talking about it. I mean, you know.
0: What year you was know, that, sir? It was, what yeah, year was that when you went, went over there to Ireland? Uh, 2000, 2015. It was phenomenal. Yes. It was absolutely
1: amazing. And um, we went over there, spent a the week during the Thanksgiving holiday. And um, it was absolutely fantastic. And... We had so much fun and learned so much, you know, about the, the Irish culture and the Irish nationality over there and what they stand for and, and all the, the, the negative stereotypes you hear over here. Not one is true. It's, and that goes for any culture, black, white, Hispanic, tagging, whatever. Once you go to the root, you find out the truth. And there are so many people who have no clue what the heck they're talking about. I mean, the Irish people were just beautiful and wonderful. Um, oh, my goodness. It's just amazing over there. I want to go back sometime soon, but now I'm in the process of opening up a second karate school in Groton, Connecticut, Bagwell Academy of Martial Arts too. And um, it's just amazing. But, again, uh, teaching taekwondo, teaching tempo, um is an absolute joy. I also wrote a book, master book. Oh my! I'm um, published.
0: Tell us about and the book. The
1: book, yeah, the book is called Take Te Tempo Martial Arts: A Close Quarter Combat Art. And Take Te Tempo, I found it in literally 2010, fighting in all the major tournaments, you know, in this country. Um, I found that when I want to expand and my opponent wants to contract, I still can keep myself safe and still score, still attack. And if I need to contract while my opponent wants to expand, I can still defend that attack but still be able to, of course, strike. And um, go on to Amazon.com, plug in Herbie Bagwell, and boom, my book pops up. It's just that simple. It's called Take Tempo Martial Arts, A Close Quarter Combat Art. And I say, uh, you know, talking to my secretary and my close friends, I have to admit, everything on my bucket list has been checked except for one thing. (laughs) And I'm going to keep that under wraps. But when it happens, uh, I would say the world's going to know about it. It, It's that big. I pray bold, big prayers, Master Brogan. I'm not praying, oh, just get me through today. No, please. (laughs) If you know how big God is, You know who God is. God owns it all. He is sitting on the throne. He is in complete control. He owns it all. And so I pray big, bold prayers. And God has kept me. He has kept me to the point where I know who he is. Now, he had 12 disciples. And when Jesus was asking his disciples, do you know who I am? Only Peter. James and John spoke up. And out of Peter, James, and John, Peter goes, you are, you know, the son of God. You are the lamb of God. So even out of his three, only Peter spoke up. So a lot of people just don't know. They don't know who people are today. And you don't have to say anything. You can do your thing in
0: silence and let your work be the noise. Simple as that. Wow. Simple as that. Wow. 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 Yeah. So folks, um, you're, are, are you guessing, wondering why I had uh, Kiyoshi Herbie Bagwell on the podcast? Unbelievable. And those are things. And, uh, I don't want to say, what, what is the term nowadays when you're, well, I hate to say stalking, that scares the heck out of people, but, uh, doing research, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. go, go, go into your pages and figuring out who you are and where you came from and, uh, you know, making sure you're a right fit and all these other things, uh, for the show. My gosh. Uh, and, 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 uh, everything, that's why you're on the show, sir. I'm tongue-tied, and I rarely get tongue-tied. Everything you shared, there's so many things. I was writing some notes down, but now they're all jumbled mess. So, folks, just I'm just not going to say any more about it. Listen to it. If you need to rewind and listen to it again, fantastic. Laying or planting the seeds is something I talk about a lot. And those folks that you mentioned have planted the seeds in you, and now you're doing the exact same thing. And the Ziegler family likes to talk about that's how you establish a legacy. That is a legacy right. is when you're doing, uh, for others, what was done for you. And of course, like you said, uh, saying one thing and doing another, you know, that's a total breach of integrity. There's no honor there. And the small circle. Wow. That's the same thing. We, uh, our neighbor the other day had a huge party and all the cars and we, we came home from the academy and, um, I think it was my youngest son Emmett. He says, man, Dad, they always have a lot of people over. We only have a few people over. I said, that's okay, buddy. Mm -hmm. I said, and and, and, and they do their thing, and that's cool, and I'm glad they have that many friends and resources and everything else. I said, but, uh, you know, here with us, the the people that come over, we really feel connected with, and we want to spend time with them, and time such a sacred thing. So that's kind of funny you say that, but I think um, that's why we think alike. That's why we like each other's posts and comments. It's that small group. You don't have to have a big group, folks. And I know on social media, the more followers you have, but that's sort of like what you just mentioned with Jesus. You know, he had the 12 disciples, but their goal, their mission, was to spread that to the world. And, you know, right. a couple thousand years later, we're still talking about it. I think they did a pretty doggone good job. So you may have a small yeah. group, but spread that out and let your actions speak louder than your words. And you have definitely done that, sir. Excellent. Yeah. And,
1: yeah, so, you know, with that being said, that's why you have to watch who you align yourself with. Now, a lot of folks don't know. They may, they may freak out what I'm getting ready to say, but I was about a hair close of going to Yale Divinity School because I grew up in the church. I'm from New London, Connecticut, and my home church is called Shallow Baptist Church in New London. And then we moved to Groton, Connecticut, right across the bridge because in the early 70s, Groton had a better educational system than New London did at, the, at that time. And we joined uh, Maidry Temple Church, which is in New London, and they're a Pentecostal church. And all these denominations, my father didn't care. He wanted to hear the good word from a Bible-preaching and Bible-speaking church. And uh, Jack Maidry, the elder, the founder, he's the thief, his soul, soul. His son took over. And so, being in church my whole life, um, and then when it came time, there was an opportunity for me to go to Yale Divinity School. And, you know, I had, some, I had some professional football tryouts, and they all were just absolutely fantastic. But then I found myself getting into law enforcement shortly thereafter in juvenile detention for many, many years. I retired in um, 2009 and I opened up my martial arts school in 2010. I've been here ever since, praise God. And so <clears throat> when I sit back sometimes, I'll say rarely, the only time I get to sit back <laughs> and relax is on a Sunday afternoon because Monday through Saturday when you are teaching your karate classes, you're, I have one, two, three outside accounts of schools and businesses that I teach at cardio kick and boxing and kids and teaching karate classes. And I teach my own aerobic classes here at Bagel Academy. I have two TV shows, Master Rogue and I have one here in the, uh, in Stratford, Connecticut and I have one in my hometown in Groton, Connecticut. So I don't have to use any external sources for advertising or promotion or advertising. I have two TV shows that cover the entire state of Connecticut. So that right there, God has made me self sufficient, which is a wonderful thing. You, I, I hear some horror of Herkes about what these karate schools are sending in advertising and marketing. It blows me away because we work in a um, tell someone business. It's word of mouth that increases your classes. I signed up one, two, three, I signed up six karate students yesterday and five. Aerobic members yesterday, all from word of mouth, and that's the most solid form. Yeah, all this word of all this advertising and look, I know some of these businesses like to give out what they call like these seminars, how to increase your business from (laughs) five thousand a month to thirty thousand dollars a month, but don't water down and cheapen your karate instructors. Don't do that. Don't give me this. You two for 19.99 can get a black belt in six months. Don't do that. Don't do that. That just bothers me when I hear that stuff. But you know, yep. I don't knock the instructor. I don't knock the school because they have to eat too. I get it. I get it. But that is one thing that all of my grandmasters told me not to do. This. said, look, Kyoshi oh, Bagwell. You have a wonderful thing. You open up more than two schools, your karate is going to start to get watered down because you can't be there. It doesn't matter how well you train your black belt. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many you train your black belt. At some point, they are not you. They're paid. We went through the ranks, Master Grogan, by paying somebody else. Think about it. We were paying somebody else to get to where we were going to yep. and so at the end of the day it's very rare that i have another black belt or grandmaster teach my classes now in the past i have gone to saturday tournaments. i'm not a big fan of saturday tournaments because my tour is on a sunday i don't like missing church but they know brother bagwell if he's not in church, not the I'm not in <laughs> church. I know that. Okay, let me just put that out there. You're, in the you're air spreading
0: way. another message. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so, but I don't knock people that have these two-day tournaments, Friday and Saturday. I get it. Some have three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, yes, I will always support people. Not that because you support me, I support you. No, 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 no. I don't do that. I will support people. If I can make it I'll be there. And for the most part, I have made out we do a close to twenty seven tournaments a year.
0: Oh my goodness. I'm out there rocking. Yes, you are, sir. So
1: when it comes down to yeah, so when it comes down to my tournament October thirteenth of this year, of course there's an expectation, but if they don't make it or they don't attend, my feelings are not hurt. Because business and professionalism, you have to sometimes have what they call discernment. And you have to sometimes put the two in two different boxes. And a lot of people can't do that. They get their feelings hurt. They get emotional. I'm never going to go back to that person. <laughs> I don't do that. That's like, that's, to me, it's a little bit childish. But yes, once again, is. I do what I look, What God has for me is for me, Master Grogan. And what God has for other people is for them. And so when it comes down to Herbie Bagwell, the person, never mind Kiyoshi, i I'm, I'm bigger than that. But when it comes down to Herbie Bagwell, if I can make it, I'm not going to only bring students. I also want to help judge. Because sometimes you get these judges at these tournaments, that'll be another podcast interview, but we're going to leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> But at the end of the day, you know, I'm a straight shooter. I always have been, I always will be. Um, like the kids say today, you know, Yoshi Bagwell keeps it 100. I like that, ring because so they know if oh, they want the truth, they come see me, and I love that. And so that is a awesome. lot I have a lot of That's kids. I have close to um, I'm a I'm a I'm a tad under 200 students, just a tad.
0: That's fantastic. And yeah. you know, uh, my the hashtag I use a lot is that right hook of reality. It's there. I want to be upfront and honest and I'm not obviously here to hurt anybody's feelings or offend anybody, but I'm also I'm not gonna lie to you either. And it, it's beautiful what you'd said to kind of once again it's planting that seed, building that foundation. And we're we're right at six years to get a uh, to get a black belt. That's just and my my heart goes out. Yeah. And others, I know they've got a two year guarantee and all this other stuff. And so be it. I used to, when I was a little bit younger, uh, I say a little bit younger, like last year. (laughs) It's more than that. I I, I would be too judgmental. It's, wow, you can't do this, you can't do that. You know what? If that's what they want to do, even though deep down, I'm going to be 100% honest, it frustrates the snot out of me because you're not adequately preparing these kids for that rank that you're essentially giving them I want them to earn it so it sets the mindset that I've got to earn everything every single thing in life you know you get a trophy for showing up I think that's a bunch of garbage I think you need to earn it to set the right mindset you know and uh, parents that complain enough a kid gets a belt they get a trophy they get a grade in school what are you doing you're not helping that child you're actually in my personal opinion you're bullying that kid into thinking all they got to do is cry and whine and they get what they want that's bullying because they adapt that mindset that carries with them the whole life. So that's something Hold up. I, I know you and I <laughs> totally agree on. Oh, because you're you're not helping the child out, not helping the child. Good stuff. Um, let's see where are we at? And a couple more things you, you touched on. I wanted to just get a little more. Well, not sort of clarification, but just love hearing you talk about these wonderful, wonderful things. And folks, listeners. Have you heard these messages before just from a little different voice? But it's all the same. It's all the same collectively. We're in this together, folks. We're in it together. You know, we got to love one another. We got to help one another. We got to, we never know the battles others are fighting or facing. We got to quit being. And I just admitted that I was judgmental toward other martial arts academies. They do it their way. It's not my Mm -hmm. way. And folks, whatever line of work you're in, and uh, especially our friends in the martial arts community, you heard Kiyoshi Bagwell just talk about. It's all about what you do in the community to get that name. He is known in his community simply because of all the work he does outside the dojo and outside the school, in the community, helping. Word of mouth, the most solid mm-hmm. form of advertisement there is, and the, it's the you know best the,
1: compliment in the
0: world it oh, is because that's a great way to look you know, at it.
1: I like what my father told me a long time ago. I miss my, I'm 54 years old. I still call him daddy. I miss my daddy. I really do. Uh,
0: That that touches my heart to hear that, sir.
1: Yeah, I miss my daddy. And um, the one thing he said, he goes, boy, he goes, you're not going to be for everybody. (laughs) He said, because some folks just want it easy. Now, I just had a talk just this morning around uh, 7 a.m. And my buddy's out in the West Coast, so he was up a lot early. And he and I were talking about this very subject about parents not allowing a school teacher or a coach or an instructor to be a little tough on their kids. And I'm going to give the G-rated version of this story really quick. But a lot of parents today are just soft, they're like marshmallows, and they're, and they're raising soft and marshmallow kids. Now, Bachelor Academy of Martial Arts is first and foremost a fighting school. I'm a fighter. I'm a champion fighter. I'm 54 years of age, and I'll, I'll make a joke. I got about maybe 10 minutes of fighting on the floor, and then my battery is done. <laughs> okay, I got. How's that for
0: humility, folks?
1: So, yeah, so I got 10 minutes, Master Grogan, and that's it. I'm done. Okay, I'm done for the day. Give me some Motrin, a lot of water, a couple of ice. Packs. <laughs> okay, and I'm done. I'm gonna get up a little early the next morning. I'm going to need it from the night before. But my point that I'm making is is that a lot of parents are just so soft. I see kids running households. I see kids talking back to their parents. I see kids even hitting their parents. I went to a tournament not too long ago. I saw this 8-year-old kid smack their dad on the arm because he lost the fight, and he blamed his dad. And I'm looking, and I just walked away. Now, I'm a dad, so it qualifies me to say what I'm getting ready to say. I'm huge on on a deterrent. Neither one of my kids. I didn't have a problem out of my 16-year-old son until he was 16. I didn't have a problem out of my currently 23-year-old daughter until she was 19. I have a 7-year-old. I'm 54 years old, folks. I have a 7-year-old. That's another podcast interview. Never mind that. Never mind that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, give him a shout out. What's his name? You mentioned uh, your other two kids.
1: Yeah, uh, Katia. Sensei Katia. She's 23. Sensei Herbie. He's my junior. Um, he's uh, 21 June 2nd. So free. Happy birthday, my man. On June 2nd. That's and, my daughter's uh, birthday.
0: She'll be 16 on June 2nd. So shared birthday how cool there. Is Fantastic.
1: That? Look at that. How cool is that? Happy birthday, baby girl. <laughs> Thank you. And um, yeah. And. Um, I have uh, my daughter, uh, my stepdaughter. I didn't marry her mom, but she's like my stepdaughter. Her name is Alexis. She's gorgeous. She's into hair, makeup, nails. She's my glamour girl. I think almost every family has a glamour person. She's my glamour girl. <laughs> then I have uh, my stepson, Giovanni. He's Sensei Giovanni. He's also a black belt fighting champion. Then, of course, I have my little mushy, my little heartbeat um, Anaya. She's seven, and she's already phenomenal in weapons, which Blows me away. She can take her little purple bow staff, Daddy, look at what I'm doing. I'm doing bow staff kind of too. And long stances, good fun stances, good riding horse (sighs) stances already at age seven. So I'm looking at her like, oh boy, I'm going to save some more money. We're going to be traveling pretty soon, you know. But my point is, is that parents, if you're listening, allow a teacher or a coach or an instructor to be a little hard on your child. Why? because they're going to learn about adversity early. And a lot of these parents today, they just will not cut the umbilical cord to their kids, and they're making their kids weak and not strong. A lot of parents don't want to hear it because they're guilty of it. And I tell all my parents after my little five-minute commercial speech, we can discuss it in my office, or we can discuss it in the parking lot. I'm comfortable with either place where you want to talk about it. Because I, because what qualifies me that my kids are strong. I'm raising my daughters to be roses, Master and Brogan. Why? Because roses have what? Thorns. Thorns. Yes, they do. And a lot of these little boys are crying like little girls. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of these little girls are like, Oh, somebody help me. This is not 1950s, run with the winning park Gable. I mean, none of that there. Those days are over. Okay? Those That's days are fantastic. over. You, you follow? Oh, so I have a lot of on. single moms. Yes, I have a lot of single moms that have to take on the role of a dad because, unfortunately, the man in their life dropped the ball. Yep. They just dropped the ball. So I understand some single moms that are tough on their kids. I like that. But I see some other moms and dads that are like a marshmallow. And so a lot of these kids today are growing up soft. They're crying all the time. I tell you, at Bagwell Academy of Martial Arts, my girls are tougher than the boys. They're tougher. I, I predict, and I'll put it out in the universe, in the name of Jesus, I predict that in two maybe two and a half, three years, I'm going to have the baddest, baddest meaning good for my non-cultural people out there. I'm going to have the baddest female fighting team on the East Coast. I predict it. I'm putting it out in the universe. Put it out in the universe, universe. Right absolutely.
0: Now. In Jesus' name,
1: and on the blood of Jesus, I predict within in two or three years, I will have one of the best female fighting teams
0: on the East Coast. I predict that. Man, I'm standing here with goosebumps, feeling good, smiling. And you're, you're exactly right with the, the, the marshmallow. Master Chip Townsend was on not too long ago, and he talked about, uh, the, I guess the term is helicopter parents. Parents that won't cut that umbilical cord you know and, and obviously nope. nobody wants their child to get hurt but a skinned knee and a skinned elbow i mean come on you know what the heck is that it, it's not going to kill them it's going to build them and we talk about our, our last black belt principle kind of the foundational principle is uh, perseverance not if, yeah. but when life kicks your butt. That's the whole essence of the Kickin' Life podcast. Not if, but when life kicks your butt. Exactly. I'm here to empower right. and motivate and inspire you to get your butt back up and fight another round. And as Rocky says, nothing hits harder than life. It's about not how hard you can hit, but how much you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. And that's it. And, you know, it's kind of funny you mentioned that about the 8-year-old the smacking his dad. I just shared a story, and this happened a couple years ago, where um, a child didn't pass their stripe test. And The way I, we kind of do things at our academy is you have to take four preliminary tests in order to qualify yep. to test for your belt. Now, I know that's different than a lot of folks, but my whole thing is we evaluate on two things, and our listeners hear this a lot, but it's just another reminder on if you run a business, if you run a studio, if you're a boss, a leader, a manager, you know, you're, you're about being a leader, but you're about helping that person grow and to be in their very, very best. So uh, attitude and effort are the two things we, we evaluate on. And I say that because I want students to have the right attitude, to believe in themselves, to put forth their best, and then the right effort to actually do it. And Because parents will often say, and I know you, you hear this just like it. anybody else working with kids, uh, well, my child isn't as talented as Johnny. My child isn't as – we don't evaluate on talent. I said, and skill will take care of itself if they've got the right attitude and the right effort each and every time. And I said, this is what I'm talking about. And we show a forward stance or we throw a a jab or a cross. And I said, if they just noodle arm it out there, that's poor attitude and poor effort. They are not going to pass. I said, but they snap it out there, even if they may not be the best at it because it's the first time they've ever done it, they continue to do that they're going to get better. Another thing is push-ups. Oh, my kid can't do push-ups. I said, well, if you keep telling them they can't, they're not going to be able to. I said, but here's the deal. By the time they reach green belt, they have done in excess of 500 push-ups. You do anything 500 times, you're going to get better at it if you have the right attitude and effort. So that's kind of the thing. But the story I was getting at is um, uh, a kid – Unfortunately, didn't pass the stripe test, and we never liked that, but it's not the end of the world. So like when they don't break their board the first time, that's not the end of the world. That's going to teach you to battle through and work harder because on the playground, you're going to find somebody that's bigger, meaner, tougher, stronger, faster than you are. And if you don't believe enough in yourself, you're the one that's going to have the bloody nose, kind of the same fight mentality. But uh, this kid didn't pass their test. Uh, They grab their jacket, and they come over, and they're crying, and uh, the mom comes to console them, and the kid throws his jacket at his mom. Well, I happened to be standing right there. I grabbed the jacket, and I throw it right back in his face. Now, I, I admit, I probably threw it harder than I should have, and maybe, maybe I shouldn't have. I don't know. I threw it right back in his face. <laughs> I'm laughing about abusing a kid, but listen to the moral of the story. He, he starts crying even more, and I said, well, you like that? And it, well, no. I said, well, your mom doesn't like it either, and she doesn't deserve it he goes, well, and mom, of course, took up for him and said, well, he just didn't pass his test, and he's (laughs) upset. And I said, man, you cannot tolerate that at eight years old. I said, so what happens at 14 when he fails something or something doesn't go his way? Does he throw a chair at you then? Is that what happens? (laughs) That's (laughs) true. it's, It's true. That's the right hook of reality. Now, unfortunately, I probably could have handled some of the aspects of that a little bit better and talk to them <laughs> unfortunately they never came back but um it, 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 so that's where I think well but my my knee-jerk reaction is hey you throw it at your mom I'm freaking throwing it right in your face too and I've had kids do that with belts before too and once again that may be a little harsh I probably should have talked about it a little bit more uh and I think I've gotten a little better as I've seasoned but the whole point is parents as as, as Keoshi Bagwell just said you cannot allow your parents to run the roost. You cannot allow your parents to throw things at you or to hit you at a young age. In no way, shape, or form is that cute. In no way, shape, or form is that funny. Because what are they going to do when they get older? You've conditioned them to do that. So the next thing they do, they throw a chair, they hit you with a chair, come on. So, I'm sorry. I got uh, all ramped up with you saying that cuz I we used to, I don't do much tournament stuff anymore. That's just kind of our, our whole thing. We're trying to focus on self-defense, self-protection and life skills because uh we, we obviously we didn't go to any Kilshi uh, bagwell tournaments. One of the last tournaments I went to, we had some 8-year-old black bolts running around throwing temper tantrums cuz they didn't win. Now, my personal belief you can't be a black belt at eight years old because it should take at least six years. <laughs> and and then, uh, then if you're a black belt and you're throwing a temper tantrum, are you really a black belt? So anyway, I got a little carried away there, sir, but you got me all pumped up, baby. I love it.
1: Listen, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Master Brogan. I just know, I just know that a lot of parents today, they're just raising these soft, weak kids. And I just had this conversation just a few hours ago um, with one of my, you know, good close friends um, out there on the west coast, he's a Tang Sudo. Oh, that's what I am, practitioner. Tang Sudo. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. And we grew up together, and we were talking about, you know, practitioners, and you know, Tang Sudo. You guys get a lot of your stuff from Mu Kwan. Quan, yep, and Taekwondo. We get ours from Hapkido, and so it's almost like two brothers grew up in the same household. They got in an argument, and we not supposed to Tang Sudo. A one called the Taekwondo. There's so many similarities. Great. That's
0: awesome. And so,
1: yeah, so he and I were talking about that very same thing. And, you know, they just a lot of parents just will not cut the unbuilt support with their kids. It's almost like their parents forgot the stern, strong upbringing that their parents gave them. Almost like, I'm not going to treat my child that way, which is fine. I, I get it. But let them scrape a knee. Let them hop a fence. Let them climb a tree. Let them have some type of adversity. Let a a coach or a teacher be a little stern and strong with them. And, you know, when they learn adversity and how to get through it at a young age, they'll be a far more productive adult. But a lot of parents don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. You can't tell a parent how to raise their child. So, like my father said, a lot of people are not going to be uh, for me. They're not going to understand my method. But i tell you one thing, you know, the 15 black folks that I have underneath me um, are strong. They're not going to be bullied. None of my students are bullied in school, and none of my students bully other people. We don't, we don't take advantage of the weak. We want to help them, make, you know, make them be strong and help them be strong. So, but a lot of kids don't want to be strong. A lot of parents are just soft decadence. I don't understand that Master Grove and I just don't understand it but I'm going to leave that alone but what I will say is um, I partnered with McDonald's years ago um, in an anti-bullying program that went from 2012 to 2015 in the spring. It was fantastic. We got wonderful fly tickets from the governor. It was a phenomenal program. And I still practice the same thing today. And um, I have to admit, you know, um, getting word of mouth, in my humble opinion, is one of the best compliments you can ever get, whether you teach aerobics, martial arts, or what have you.
0: Oh, that's fa- fantastic. it gets back to planting the right seeds. You planted those seeds years ago, and now it's turning into something beautiful. Or the iceberg analogy, you're, you've been building the base, and now look what it's flourished into absolutely amazing and 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 you're right uh the it's unfortunate and i I understand parents want to keep their kids safe and give them something better than they had that's great but don't go from one extreme to another if you had an abusive father doesn't mean you know don't be abusive to your kids but don't go completely bipolar opposite and give your kids everything and let them abuse you too that's not how it works
1: exactly
0: it's not how it it works um because sooner or later life is going to hit them and that's why unfortunately we see the you know the teen suicide rate my gosh because uh, you know, she wouldn't I wouldn't i don't know the kids nowadays are as you mentioned a lot softer but they're definitely no more mature than we were when we were teenagers <laughs> But now you've got the presence yes. of social media, the influence, and you've got all these. And I'm going to say it, folks. You hear me say this a lot: these plastic, fake, wax figure celebrities that these kids put on a pedestal. They put that's them right. up there, and if you don't monitor that, if you don't talk to them about, look, that's not real life. And besides, that is that the life you want to live? But they get caught up in the glam and the fame and the the celebrity status. And you know, when we were kids, we had uh, my uh, and you. Uh, aspiring to be a pro football player. My first passion was to be a pro hockey player. And, um, mm-hmm. I, I started martial arts at a young age, but hockey, I started skate when I was four and grew up on a farm. So it had all the makings of being a pro hockey player, but well, it just never happened. Uh, but, uh, I always loved the martial arts. And I'll say I fell back on that, but as kind of almost like you, you said with your father, keep one foot in the martial arts. Uh, my, my dad was a, a little different. Uh, we've got a better relationship today than we ever had, but, uh, he was a Vietnam vet and, uh, you know, bless his soul, some of him is, is still over there. I, I just spoke with him the other day, I mean, over in Vietnam, and he, he just, he di- he does the best he can do, and I know now as an adult, he did the best he could do with what he had, and I love him. Dad, I love you for everything you did to mold me into the person I am. Now, I didn't agree with a lot hey, of the man. tactics, and I still don't. <laughs> but I'm also oh, yeah. going to be firm on my own son uh, with that. But uh, the whole whole part of that, parents, you, you, do the best you can with your kids. Yes, you want to keep them safe, but also know it, it, somewhere along the line, if you aren't conditioning them, they're going to get bullied, and that's all there is to it. And that's why what Kyoshi Bagwell is talking about with everything he's done, and you hear me talk about it as well. And and, and uh, another thing, I, I did this on a podcast not too long ago, Kyoshi, and uh, the the term master, I had kind of abandoned that for quite some time because I didn't feel like I was worthy of it. And then I had a mentor say, well, if you've, You know, I was in Korea four different times uh, earning that title. But I've I've rephrased it. It's, I'm a master learner. I'm a master (laughs) educator. I'm a master sponge. You know, I want to learn. So I'm a master white belt is essentially what it boils down to. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I have a few more minutes before I start my seminar. I'm on my way right now. I I have great reception, by the way. Um, lastly, just want to sum everything up. Once again, thank you, Master Groban, for this opportunity. This has been fantastic, man. What a blessing. What a wonderful, wonderful situation you have there uh, with this, you know, forum of martial artists coming on and, and talking about wonderful things, what they're doing for the community and what they're doing for this school and, and everything else. Um, again, mad shout-out to, again, uh, uh, Tom Festa, who was very significant um, with Grandmaster Don Rodriguez and us going to Ireland in 2013. I love you both, gentlemen. Uh, Grandmaster Chuck Merriman, uh, Grandmaster Tim Raynor, I love you guys. Um, literally trained on the shows of geniuses. Um, their inspiration that the book I wrote, Pay um, Te Temple Martial Arts, a close quarter. Combat Art on Amazon.com. Just go to Herbie Bagwell on Amazon.com. Um, to you, Master Grogan, and all the people behind the scenes that make you sound like $10 million. A million dollars <laughs> is no money. I know that personally. But $10 million, we can do some work. <laughs> so oh, you're beautiful, thank you sir. So much for this opportunity. You're the best, Master Grogan. And Get that knee well. We need you healthy, sir. We need ah. you help
0: on the road to recovery, we're doing better than good already, and I'm very, very happy. Well, sir, thank you so much. I'm standing here with goosebumps. I know the listeners. Listeners, um, it, now it's in your hands. If you found great value in this message in this podcast, share it with somebody else. You know, we talked uh, last week about throwing, instead of throwing a pebble in the pond, baby, we're throwing a boulder in the pond because as a community, we're making society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live by empowering others to believe in themselves, to stand up to bullying, and live their best kick in life. So, Kiyoshi, thank you so very, very much. Uh, uh, I'm going to say it. I love you, man. I really do. Uh, just, gosh darn. Great, great stuff. So, folks, you hear me say it every week, and I seriously mean this. Your time is valuable. That's why I'm doing everything I can to bring you the best guest, the best content, the best messages to help you become your absolute very, very best. So you do your part now. Share this with somebody else to help them. That's the only way we're going to do it. But collectively, we are going to do it. As always, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you check out uh, Kicking Life with Master Grogan Instagram and Kicking Life with Master Grogan Facebook pages. Um, and our YouTube channel starting to grow as well. I'm doing more and more videos that will be on there. So you can actually uh, do a lot of the videos with the kids. So you can see what's going on there. And also, Yoshi Bagwell does a, a handful of videos too. So make sure you follow him on all his social media channels as well. Hi, folks, I love you. God loves you. Please get out there and share that love with the world. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Have an amazing day, and I can't wait to chat with you again real soon. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye.